This is Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn. Something else from somewhere else.
Welcome to Bushwick, New York. This is Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn. At the top of today's show was a riveting rendition of Dickie's Dream by Stephen Bernstein and his uh, celebrated Millennial Territory Orchestra, which has just reached its 20th year of activity with one of the best performances at the recent Winter Jazz Festival. This was music from their album We Are MTO. Dickie's Dream is a tune that Count Basie composed and performed with one of his uh, smaller lineups, the Kansas City 7, and put on record in 1939. We Are MTO is an album that Stephen Bernstein released almost uh, 70 years later, but in the hands of his band, that composition sounded just as fresh, modern, and full of surprises as when it first came out, because the Millennial Territory Orchestra is a medium-sized ensemble of uh, forward-looking musicians who do not think about music in terms of watertight compartments and can perform a Prince or Sly Stone cover as uh, convincingly as a Fats Waller classic or one of Stephen Bernstein's own uh, captivating tunes. Making old music sound modern or new compositions sound retro as the circumstances demand, their only concern being the beauty of what they play. So if you are a regular listener of Mondo Jazz, you know that we have special respect for music that defies categorization. And so by opening with Stephen Bernstein Millennial Territory Orchestra, we have introduced today's theme, which is Avant Retro, or Retro Avant, focusing on retro-sounding music performed by bands whose members are frequently associated with avant-garde or progressive jazz. And Stephen Bernstein is in very good company, as we'll see tonight, with music from people like Django Bass, Tom Byron, The Lounge Lizards, and many more. Of course, given their open-minded background, when these musicians perform old classics or new compositions that sound a bit retro, they often bring with them an element of surprise you would not expect from bands that treat that same repertoire as museum pieces or classical music compositions. Case in point... Let's see how Brian Carpenter and his Ghost Train Orchestra approached a 1929 rarity like Hot Town, the most successful composition by Fess Williams and his Royal Flush Orchestra. Check out like the Avant intro by a progressive giant of the baritone saxophone like Colin Stetson gives way to a retro romp.
Here were three great bands from the New York downtown scene illustrating how these musicians have a deep interest and respect for music that goes way back in time and shows a completely different side than they're mostly known for. We open with the Ghost Train Orchestra led by the Boston trumpeter Brian Carpenter and featuring New York-based forward-looking players like Andy Lester on saxophone, Curtis Hasselbring on trombone, Matt Swift on violin, and a special guest like the baritone saxophone eminence, Colin Stetson. From their album Hot Town, we heard the title track, before moving to a band that over the years has achieved a legendary status, the Lounge Lizards of John Lurie, showing off their retro chops with the tune Bob and Nico from the 1987 album No Pain for Cakes, which featured, among others, the likes of Mark Ribot on banjo, Curtis Falks on trombone, John Lurie on alto saxophone and voice, together with Roy Nathanson on reeds. Later in their history, they would also be joined by Stephen Bernstein, that, as you'll see, will be a common thread through today's show. Roy Nathanson now went on to establish another eclectic mid-sized ensemble that, like the Lounge Lizards and Stephen Bernstein Millennial Territory Orchestra, has been at the heart of the best that New York downtown scene had to offer. He also has a vibrant solo career, and from his album Fire at Keaton's Bar and Grill, we heard Jazz Night at Keaton's. A bit retro, but maybe not 1930s retro, more like 1950s or 60s. The tune featured special guests like the organ giant Charles Erland, and with them another member of the lounge lizards and jazz passengers like Curtis Fawkes on trombone. Let's now go across the pond to Europe, where many progressive musicians have a streak for more traditional music, and let's start with the French saxophonist Alban Darche and his ensemble Orphicube. From their 2018 album The Atomic Flonflons, here is Django.
You're listening to Mondo Jazz on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a nonprofit organization of self-funding volunteers. Of course, there are considerable costs associated with this operation. And if you like what you hear on Mondo Jazz, why not support Radio Free Brooklyn with the pledge of your choice or getting one of Radio Free Brooklyn's t-shirts, hats, or other cool merch from www.radiofreebrooklyn.com donate. For more tracks in our exploration of retro-sounding jazz by forward-looking musicians, we started with two European mid-size ensembles that tapped into that Duke Ellington brand of jungle music and its signature drumming style that Ellington developed early in his career and then consolidated during his residency at the Cotton Club in the late 20s and early 30s. First off was Alban Darsh and the Orphic Cube, with a composition programmatically entitled Jungle, of their album The Atomic From Flons on Darsh's own label York Music that a few weeks ago was awarded Best Jazz Label in France. That was followed by an earlier album entitled Chromatic History by the Belgian band Octurne, from which we heard the third part of the title suite to Duke Ellington. From there, we switched to the piano genius of Django Bates from the UK and from his 1994 solo album Autumn Fires and Green Shoots, we heard Ralph Streep before finishing off with a short tune cab by one of the key players on the New York free jazz and loft scenes, trumpeter Baikida Carroll, a collaborator of artists like Julius Hemphill, Sam Rivers and many others. From his album Marionettes on a High Wire that was released by the label Omnitone, we heard a short but very dense piece entitled Cab, which in just two minutes goes from James P. Johnson atmospheres to post-bop jazz. When you do have an old repertoire, there are two ways that you can approach it. One is by playing it note by note, the way one could imagine that it was played back in the day, or to be faithful to the spirit, because even though that uh, music sounds uh, quite dated perhaps today, uh, it was cutting-edge music back in the day. And so if you have cutting-edge musicians play it, you might actually have the perfect way to pay tribute to the spirit, if not to the literal interpretation of those tracks. Let's now go back to Belgium with a band called the Trio Grande for another tune that has a very interesting development, Mon Petit Panari. <laughs> Thank you. 
And there was another tour across Europe, which ended back to the melting pot that New York is. We started off in Belgium with Trio Grande, which is uh, Michel Masson on tuba, Laurent Dehors on clarinets, and Michel De Bruyne on drums, and their 2001 album, Signé, from which we heard the closing track, Mon Petit Panari, where they were obviously having a great time playing and playing with some retro atmospheres, just like after them, uh, the band Houdini's Cage, featuring uh, Francesco Bigoni on saxophone, Enrico Terragnoli on guitar, Greg Cohen on bass, and Zeno De Rossi on drums. The album was published in 2008 on one of the great, but now defunct, Italian jazz labels, El Gallo Rojo. The CD was Memories of a Barber, from which we played a track that undulated between retro and avant-garde, entitled Raps. We then hopped north across the Alps to Austria, the land of saxophonist Max Nagel, who has a really special quartet featuring French guitarist Noël Lachoté, and from New York bassist Brad Jones of the Jazz Passengers, and guess who? Stephen Bernstein on trumpet. From there, Head Hut release Big Four, we heard Squeeze Me by Fats Waller. And so we had to go back where we started with Stephen Bernstein's uh, Millennial Territory Orchestra to close this set with Soul Serenade from their Sunnyside release MTO Volume 1, which featured a hauntingly beautiful clarinet solo by Doug Wieselman. So let's close this first hour of this avant retro edition of Mondo Jazz with more music courtesy of Stephen Bernstein, when film director Robert Altman was working on his movie Kansas City, which revolved around the 1930s Kansas City jazz scene, he enlisted Stephen Bernstein to work on the soundtrack, and they recruited a stellar lineup of musicians. The music was supposed to be 1930s jazz, but many of the stars involved in the soundtracks were actually very progressive musicians like Jerry Allen or Don Byron or David Murray, to name just a few. From that movies, there have been two CDs, and the one entitled KC After Dark is what we're going to play next with the composition Prince of Wales, spelled W-A-I-L-S.
And with that, we close the first hour of our show. Stay tuned for the second part. Listen to Mondo Jazz every Wednesday night from 10 p.m. to midnight on Radio Free Brooklyn. Something else from somewhere else.